same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello, and welcome to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wachta, a.k.a. Fallout Fury. And with me, as always, is the Karen Page to my Matt Murdock. That brings up a whole different relationship that I need a lot more beer for. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> Speaking of that relationship, I would like to start off this conversation right off the bat, considering the graphic novel that we chose, which is Born Again, widely regarded as one of the Daredevil graphic novels. It's a Frank Miller graphic novel, and then, ooh, Mazzuccelli. Yes. This is the Daredevil. You ask people who are in the know for Daredevil, you ask people who know Daredevil, Frank Miller did the definitive Daredevil. Okay, so let's dive right into the first question then. Sure. Does Netflix put this series on TV with the carrot page from the graphic about? Absolutely. We are going to break our cardinal rule. There is too much in Born Again that is different than the series, especially when it comes to Karen Page. Yeah. Karen Page is the catalyst. Karen Page is the reason that things happen. Karen Page is the period prostitute porn star and heroin addict, which fits right in with that whole, I'm a good little Catholic and I'm trying to save a soul. Now, in the series, when we started watching, because you were watching Genesis a little bit when the first season were over. Oh, well, absolutely. I am... Honestly, I'm waiting for when we talk about Iron Fist. I actually love the Netflix Iron Fist. Possibly a season three. Obviously, I'm going to be the, the short end of the stick on that one. Because <laughs> Karen Page, the very beginning of Board Again, it's in the first few pages. So this is not a huge spoiler. Karen Page was a character earlier in Daredevil. She was a heroin addict. They were already dating before yeah, the graph fell start. Right. Then we find out she knows who Daredevil is. She knows that Daredevil is Matt Murdock. And she leaves Matt to become an actor. That is what happens in the... When you don't find out until a third or so of the way through this super thick graphic novel. Yeah, how many pages? At 200-something? So, 176 pages. I mean, so you find out somewhere... With a forward, by the way, by Ralph Macchio. Yes, Daniel. You can find Born Again pretty easily. It is well known. Yeah. But she find out fairly quickly that her movie star experience turns out to be she Right. And she sells the identity of Daredevil for a shot of heroin. Yes. For just a single thing. And of course, this information makes its way to Kingpin and away we go. Born Again. systematically destroying life. We went right into Karen Page when you were coming over. And we were watching it. I don't know if you remember. I hated Karen Page season one. And Karen Page in the Netflix series, not really meant to be hated. I hope you understand now. Deborah Aaron Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Amazingly attractive and was one of the main characters in True Blood. Amazing actress. Has done a great job. She jumps over and it's like, ooh, who's that redhead? I know I've seen her somewhere before. Oh, that that, that series that I hated. Who'd that block? She's blonde. That's that true. The red and the other. True blood. Great actress. No, I'm I'm not saying anything about the actress. Reading Born Again, this character, I was just predisposed to hate. 
That's fair. I mean, actually read that before you saw the series. I'm like me, that right. Yeah. Also, here's a different question on the whole Karen page on Netflix. Can we start that way in the Netflix series and then redeem her to become the character that she basically starts out as instead of being just a good little Midwest girl that shows up in New York and gets drugged and framed for murder, spoiler alert for the series. Can we still start? Yeah, it's still season one. It's the first couple seasons inside news. Can we take that good little Midwest girl that runs into New York as bad things happen to her, start her off as the junkie? A junkie that then becomes the Karen Page that we see throughout season, you know, halfway through season one, season two, season three of Daredevil Network. On our Runaways episode, we discuss the Jamie Lannister situation. Jamie Lannister is probably modern media best example of somebody that now we're excluding the finale because goddamn it yeah Jamie yeah, yeah. Remembering yeah. but Jamie Lannister is a mm-hmm. redeemable character villain that becomes through his own choices yes we're talking about a character so pitch black which you walked out of I did walk out of pitch black another horrible movie but well, we'll have that okay there are hits already that she has a but they abandoned those right. halfway through the season. Right. Can we start it gritty and so keep it on that? I think I think you can have that storyline. Be it can we be a jokey, can we be a prostitute, can we be a foreign star? I think we should. I think that sex workers need representation in a lot of the absolute shows and that we need to destigmatize. So I think there was an opportunity. I don't know it has as much impact to start it. We just were flipping through Voodoo, and I purchased Sound, which is one of my favorite, and is a graphic novel. So, really? Oh, yeah. Three. My big future episode. In it, Sarah Michelle Geller plays a character with a porn star trying to become, well, in that case, she's trying to become a pop star. I don't think Karen Page in comic can be ready. I don't think that that is an arc that really would work with me. I think that's fair, but I think the reason why is she is the impetus for the plot and does not develop a whole lot throughout that entire 170-odd page graphic novel. Does not develop much of the character. Just you know, That shows the character page that we see in a Netflix series that has tons of room to grow and is a great actress already and probably had a really good contract I think if you start Karen Page in the Daredevil series as a sex, I also would not make her a junk. I would just emphasize the sex worker, and I probably would actually have a arc not unlike Trish in Jessica Jump. Oh, yeah. I would have her become more and more invaluable, and you used the sex worker aspect for content. Yet, right, but you also keep who Karen Page is in the show where she is very much the compass. She's magnetic. Yeah, not just just for Matt, but for Foggy as well. One of the questions I have, in my own mind, there are two sidekick characters that, to me, are interchangeable. Foggy Nelson and Happy Hogan. Oh, I was actually going to bring that up because you've got Happy, who is Tony's sidekick. Yeah, John Favreau. And I, I look at that as one of those characters I know redeemed, much like how 
you had in the Fantastic Four, the Human Torch, and he went on to become Captain America. Oh, right. Okay. You're running actors. Okay. Right. I'm like, sorry, that the Human Torch did not become but he did. Yeah, actors that had their their roles redeemed. Okay. So what was John Favreau before that was redeemed by Happy He was foggy in the like Daredevil. That's probably why I have that mixed in my head. Right. I didn't even realize that. You know? Oh my God, you're totally right. Oh yeah, my mind is blown. I watched the original Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Did you watch the directors? I don't know that I. I was there Coolio. No, but then you did not watch the director. Got it. Oh my God, it's so much better. Can I just? Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck Daredevil, the cast power, the unopened, the unrefined cast power that they had in the Ben Affleck Daredevil because. You were looking at Ben Affleck, who most people were just like, Affleck movie, but then we had Batfleck. Much later. Much later. But at the same time, as Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck can play any. You're doing a new job, Ben Affleck is the shark. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, Ben Affleck with Michael Clark Duncan. All right. Awesome. R.I.P. Yeah. 2012. Age 54, we lost him. How does that change the graphic novel? We have a black ink. I thought about this, and actually, one of my notes is comparing Vincent Clark, but we'll get into that later. Well, Michael Clark Duncan added a story to that character because Kingpin is a big white dude. Okay. He's a big fat white dude. We see lots of. But as D'Onofrio showed, he comes from poverty. That was a great duck. Right. But you go back to Michael Clark Duncan and you have the same story, but then you have elements of race and you have elements of coming from non-privileged. So not only do you have poverty, but you have other aspects on And you have somebody that's trying to rise above all of them. They missed out on somehow bringing in, not the race, because they kind of touch on that, but mostly this guy is the boss boss. In New York, there are going to be people that fight that. Does that element of black kingpin in today's modern TV and cinema, does that fly? Yeah, absolutely. I think it changes his story slightly. Obviously, you're looking at a kingpin that came up different because he had to deal with what all people of color deal with. But at the same time, no, it's the same story. D'Onofrio's and Michael Duncan Clark, other than Ray, is the same story. It's pulling yourself up from poverty. Can you imagine if they had done Vincent D'Onofrio's story with his father? Or in that, oh my God. Especially him then sitting there in front of a light paint of rabbit in the store. Yeah. I thought the world was robbed, not seeing. Okay, so we've already talked about John Favreau. Yeah, Jennifer Gardner. Honestly, I think they really did so much better with Elodie Young in the series. Let's not just whitewash this, but the best bullseye, right, that has ever been. Colin Farrell locking into a bar with House of Pain play. I know a lot of people think that's like drinking a beer and sidearm throwing dart at this bullseye. bullseye. I know a lot of people 
do not like this Daredevil. And I get it. And I'm saying you've only seen the regular cut. The director's cut is much better and it still has. And this bullseye is amazing. Actually, the one other character that I wanted to get to in the differences between the movie and the series is Ben Yer. Yeah. Another character that, by the way, series, because Ben Yerrick in the comics is white. Yes. Series was black. Movie was also white. Yes. Now, what I'm just looking at between the movie and the series, because the series, we have Bobby Curtis Hall, a black guy who does an amazing role. I had totally forgotten about the movie when I'm watching him play Ben Yerrick, and I'm just like, this is just Ben Yerrick. I don't know anything else besides him at this point. But... I want to talk about one of the most underrated actors ever from the Affleck movie, Joe Pantaleano. He was Cypher. He's a that guy. He, he, that guy. He's that side guy. He was in Memento. He got in all these other movies that he's just that side guy. And he's a brilliant actor. And so you look at the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie and you go, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. What happened? I think in this, I will very hard go for the director's cut should have been what hit them. Well, I said the same thing. Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick, actually the director's cut of the Scorpion King, mm. make the whole movie make sense. Otherwise, it's just a flaming pile of garbage. Why I asked you about Julia is in the Daredevil director's cut. He is working on a case that's a murder case. And you hear about that in the theatrical release, but you never see who it is. And it's Coolio. He is on trial for murder. And oh, no, they briefly cover that. Yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just the stuttering dude on the wiki. Yeah, but in the director's cut, he actually is like, I was too stoned to kill anyone. So they go into it, and that's when Matt goes as Daredevil to go and interview a guy. He's not lying. He was not lying on the stand. So he goes and finds and stops his car, and he's feeding him and trying to figure out why. He didn't lie and finds out he is where you get that growth and development. And actually, that comes in. Yeah. Movie, it? Yeah. They did it in a different way. But this whole storyline plays out and it. Matt Murdock using Daredevil to be a lawyer is a big thing. But it's also there are entire scenes. Matt Murdock going to a place as Matt Murdock as the lawyer where he has ways to get into places. Where at Daredevil, he probably could, but it's easier to go in as Matt Murdock. Sometimes you be like, let's sit, I'm a lawyer. Right. It's that Batman wait. Sometimes you have to be Bruce Wayne because it's just easier. It does a much better job pointing. We haven't talked about Charlie Cox. No, no, we haven't. Charlie Cox is the, one of my favorite startup. And then he pops up as the new Matt Murdock in the Daredevil series. But Charlie Cox versus Ben Affleck. Charlie Cox all the way. I like Ben Affleck, and despite everybody else's opinions, I think he did a really good... Well, he did a really great Bruce Wayne. This Batman suffered the rank. Can we all just agree that the only person that did Batman and Bruce Wayne well was Keaton? Yes, I will agree with you, Michael Keaton. I'm still a little bit of a fan of Christian Bale. I, I get it, but... I don't know who I'm you know, that that was a YouTube problem, I think. But, <laughs> I mean, it's totally... Christian Bale did an okay job. He didn't do as good of a Wayne as he did a Batman, but when he pushed him to shove, 
Keaton was about. And then the vulture. Just say, oh, oh, vulture. Yeah, I forgot about that. 100%. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah to see him come back again, just be like, oh, and now I'm a villain. But you know, the monster is a bad guy now. Oh my God, this is a bigger out. We like to do a what if every episode. What if Affleck movie had sold? What if it had been popular? I think the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe would have been a lot more. Oh, okay. Honestly. You think they would have built off of that instead of Iron Man? No. No, absolutely not. Because Robert Downey Jr. is a force of feature. I get it. There was nothing that was going to stop that from being the flagship. Can you see Affleck's Daredevil beside everyone now? Honestly, I think that would have been an ego fight. He would have been fighting for more screen time than he deserved. And on top of that, I I really wish we would have seen Charlie Cox pop up somewhere in either Infinity War or Endgame. The crossover just right. said it. And as we discussed in the runaway, there's a two-year bar week anywhere else. One of the things I loved about the Netflix Defenders elements and the Defenders series, Rosario Dawson. Mm. She pops up. So you get Tyrion Moss crossing over. You've got Rosario Dawson crossing over. You even got Ogni's character, Alden Hitsu, crossing over in multiple of those series. And that was great for me, just to be able to see all of these elements that I'm just now getting to know. So I've read comics for Red Alias. I've read Daredevil. I haven't read anything on Lip Cage. I haven't read anything on Tired Fist. I haven't read any of the Defender stuff. But I'm already seeing this wonderful crossover. Love it. And I get it. Yeah, it's a big contract. But let's pl- let's do some forethought and planning and put this stuff in. There were some brothers who are in charge of the trajectory of true Endgame. Actually did interviews and they said TV stopped us because there were a lot of questions about Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., which I know I go on about. I love that. Well, we got a conversation once before, too, because aren't those properties owned by different people? Like, Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC, which is out by this. There is no reason that there can't be. Oh, so it's just these different CEOs that don't like each other. But... I much prefer in the beginning when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. directly would bounce off of the movie. Yeah, that was great. That was part of the reason why I fell in love like yeah. 12 episodes. Yep. You got to sit through 12. You got to build the world before you can break the world. That is a Buffy original. H to Shield hits points where you're very frustrated with it because you're like, this is not the show that I started watching. But by the end of that arc, all of it comes around every single time. I still don't think the whole VR sim world was worth the payoff. Don't get me wrong. You give me the first three episodes, three episodes, and I thought those were amazing. Everything else in the middle of it, like, we move along. So let me ask you, did you watch Jessica Jones? Did you notice at the end of Ortegat the character that popped up in Jessica Jones? And why this book not only is a good Daredevil book, but it fills you in on Jessica Nuke. Is the villain is the villain at, at the end of Daredevil Board again? That is the guy who's taking pills and powering himself up. Very good in Jessica Jones oh, Deep too. Oh no, I didn't make that connection at all. That's awesome. No, I totally did not make that connection. 
Now we got to go back over and watch Jessica Jones season two and reread the graphic novel. So if you are a fan of Jessica Jones season two, there was a character there who is a government agent that has government issued drugs, different colors, red, white, and blue to different things. His debut was in Daredevil's Born Again by Frank Miller, and they used him in a brilliant way. Oh, crossovers i totally forgot that towards the end of this graphic novel we actually get to see captain america it's sure and he actually gets in a fight with daredevil so now at this point we've seen captain america in alias the first graphic novel of alias and yes. in daredevil which there is a lot more crossover obviously the comics are easier to do that there who is my getting good my person that did not generally read comic books Based on Born Again. You keep reading Daredevil? Oh, hell yeah. After reading that, I wanted to see Vincent play Bad Kingpin. Practicing, kicking the hell out of people. Because that's what he does in there, is he's still a great martial artist. Well, we see in the series the car scene. <laughs> well, yeah, we see him destroy people, and we get a lot more of the Michael Clark Duncan physical. Physical and really kind of a super strike guy right and we get a little bit of that in what in actually multiple scenes we see that car scene in season one and so we know that he is super strong i actually really kind of wanted to see vincent d'onofrio pictured that in my head when i was reading the graphic novel of vincent d'onofrio just in this circle of gladiator style with people all around him it's like i know i wouldn't keep all the rap so last question spider-man has recently become a thing. I don't know if it's well, okay. But the newest reboot, I think we can agree on, is the best. Oh, well, yeah. Out of yeah. all of it, they just ignored all previous origin stories and just said, hey, we've got a new actor. We're just. And this one is amazing. This is the Spider Man we've been waiting. This was the best. And I know you're not a fan of kids, Spider Man. I'm not, because when I started reading the comic, he was already 20 sure. and married. Yeah, I'm a 90, and Spider-Man hasn't been a teenager since the thick, but Kingpin is a big Spider-Man villain. So, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I got, oh, I'm already thinking about this. D'Onofrio or Dougie Clark? If he was still alive. Versus the new Tom Holland Spider-Man. If there was a movie now where you bring Kingpin. No, I, I got to do D'Onofrio. I love Michael Clark Duncan, but... Vincent D'Aprio is just sheer rage. Just that he is the Magneto oh, of the universe. I am actually comparing a bad person. I am trying to make this better for everybody. And so he is the bad guy that doesn't believe he's a bad guy. Have you watched any of the Spider-Man video game that came out last year? No, not the most recent. One of the first things that happened to Spider-Man. What he says as they're taking him out. He looks right at Spider-Man and says, you're going to regret this because I was... And the rest of the game is gang. Uh, yeah, that's totally fair. Because he's got the entire underworld. Yes. Crime is going to happen no matter what. At least there's one person. <laughs> I'm the one lawful evil person of the group. Right. That is the one aspect I wish they would have gone into in the Netflix series. They kind of touched on it in the app. How's that? He does talk about, I united everyone. That is why the city is not in chaos. And that's, okay, yeah. that's the idea of the king. 
It's he's, yes, I am profiting off of all of this, but really there is not chaos because I am controlling chaos. But the thing that I appreciate more the Vixen D'Aprio kingpin is she really feels upset when she has to upset the status quo and basically absorb somebody else. Now, granted, it's because he probably just mm-hmm. but but he had he had because they did something stupid or they did something that outed him. But he still felt bad about it. I wish I didn't have to do this, but he had to die, and so I just flushed his head in and with a card. I'm going to just go and stare at a white wall. Are you thoughts? Go and read Born Again, man. Wait, Miller is really a long A lot like Lucifer was. You're playing the long game from the get-go, and that's exactly what Kate is doing. You're not going to see the fruits of his labor within the first 50 pages. It's going to take a few pages. But we've also, on this show, talked about Ellis. We've talked about Neil Gaiman, and we've talked about Alan Moore, the great Frank Miller, is on that list. He is one of the great. He did Dark Knight Returns, which is one of the quintessential Batman stories. He's just great. And with that, I think it's time to take it away, Vandella. Take it away, Vandella. Do, 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 do